Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Ryan Connor, Sean here today. Grace is out, but she will be back for our next one. Uh, hopefully safe travels for her. And, and wherever she's at, we know she's got America's best interests first and in her heart. Um, we got a special one for you guys today. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. But before we do all that, do us a favor. Like this video, share this video, comment on this video. And you're probably wondering, what are we going to comment? Well, I'll give you a little hint. What would you change about the U.S. Constitution? A little hint? I'm pretty sure that's, that's all. A big, that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty sure that's everything. Yeah. What would you change or what would well, change? What amendment? Amendment. I would yeah. say, what, what amendment would you? So, comment below. Also, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and please hit that notifications bell that way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, what's stopping you? Shouldn't be anything. Click on the link on the bottom right hand side of the screen, give us your email and we'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you, like us and you probably won't read anywhere else. Alright, uh, so how, how are we going about this? How are we, how we going to do this, Connor? Alright, gentlemen. Well, uh, you two and anyone watching at home, because we do want audience thoughts you on this. The band? The band? Exactly. exactly. Bono's here? Yeah, we got Bono end? coming in. No, uh, you gentlemen and also everyone at home, because like Sean said, we want to hear your comments on this subject as well. As the 4th of July weekend approaches, we're going to engage in a little thought experiment here. Close your eyes and imagine that we have been transported back to 1789. We are approaching the second constitutional convention where they are about to ratify the first ten amendments, the Bill of Rights, all these things that we hold near and dear as you know parts of the Constitution. And in this scenario, we have been sent back there. Means are irrelevant here. Uh, <laughs> we have time traveled back. Don't ask questions. And using our modern knowledge, we have been able to infiltrate the uh, Constitutional Convention. Infiltrate, it, that sounds the like Infiltrate sounds sinister. We've, actual, yeah. insurrection. Yeah, we've, we've, gotten, we've gotten ourselves seats on the Constitutional Convention, and we are now going to use our knowledge of American culture and history from that point up until now to make the country better. We got the, you know what we did is we got the technology from Quantum Leap. Exactly. If you've never seen the show, you know, we, it's we, an we, amazing show. We got our flux capacitors and our we Quantum able, Leap stuff. We were able to push our bodies and our consciousness or DeLorean into another body. Exactly. Or we got our own DeLorean. Yeah. How the, the, how the time travel happened doesn't matter. Okay. But we have our knowledge of everything that will happen in the United States between 1789 and 2021. Or to make it real simple, just what amendment would you yeah. make the Constitution? Yes. It doesn't have, but, we don't even have to go back and Time. No, but it's in the spirit of the Fourth of July, yeah. in the and spirit of and we realized that the Constitution was in uh, convention was in 1787, not 1776. To beat somebody who's yeah. going to comment on that, yeah. You know, could you let me ask you guys a question just before we get into this? Could you imagine what they would look at me like with, like, if I walked into that room looking like I look? This because you know I'm. I'm I'm big now, but back then I would have been a giant. They, they all tattooed up. They wouldn't think you were. Uh, journalist from the future, they would think you were a Viking from the past yeah, who right. time traveled. <laughs> like, time travel happened, just this guy came from somewhere else. But, but anyway. Funny, fun, all right, off topic. 
Now it's actually kind of on top. What founding? Since this is the Fourth of July, let's do it. What's what founding father is? Would you hang out with? Obviously Ben Franklin. But well, Ben Ben's a little weird. There was some sex stuff going on with Ben. Well, just don't go to that stuff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm Thomas Paine kind of guy. Yeah. Anyway, who's your, who, who, yeah. Who are you? Yeah. So anyway, we are now. Oh, t- oh you doesn't. You don't have. You one? don't, you don't have one. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought we were moving along. I mean, I'd I'd love to meet Washington. It's, it's like kind, of, kind of an right. obvious thing, but yeah. right. he's the the cool guy in the room. Okay. Um, so we have gone back. We are now taking the floor using our modern knowledge to try to shape the country for the better. Because, you know, as we all agree, we're proud Americans, we're proud constitutionalists, we agree that the United States Constitution is the best foundational document for a government ever created. But but it's not perfect. And history has shown that. That's why there was an amendment process. But if we were able to go back and make changes, what would we do? The the, the rules here are pretty simple. Uh, You can uh, add, remove reword or clarify anything about the Constitution. Uh, And for the things that you add, they have to be within the scope of a constitutional amendment. So, you know, for example, no, like, oh, let's just ban all the Democrats. That would make everything better. You can't do that with a constitutional amendment, even if it's it's (laughs) maybe a little bit true. But... So yeah, we're gonna. We each have our All three. Right, so let's just three go through picks. our list. Yeah. We don't have to like break it down. Just I say we just mm-hmm. say our list, and then we. Well, can first let's go into the the one that we all agreed on so readily that we decided to, we to not even include. Can we, can we get to that in a minute? I think we should. Do yeah. This. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 Ryan, Ryan's, I'm, Ryan's amped up about yes, his picks. Yes. So here are the ones I would do. I would repeal the Seventeenth Amendment, which took uh, this uh, this direct election of senators because it used to be the state legislators that would pick the senator so it took a, so the you know it took another power away from the state legislators which I the, f- the states created the federal government not the other way around and then I would uh, clarify uh, uh, exec- banning executive orders that have the force of law I mean they're not supposed to be a thing anyway but just to clarify amendment impose fiscal and monetary restraints on the federal government and the federal reserve federal reserve has an eight trillion dollar balance sheet that's ridiculous Ban government unions, term limits on the bureaucracy, hence like the swamp, the deep state. I don't think they should, everyday bureaucrats should be working all the time because they're the ones that make a lot of the rules and they shouldn't be. Uh, term limits on the bureaucracy. States, uh, I think the states should be able to overturn a federal law, the three-fifths of them vote to to do it. Like I think, again, I'm always about getting more powers back to the state and local. And then the one I'm not really sure on, like I definitely want, I would like term limits on the Supreme Court, but... I think something's got to be done with a ruling. I'm, uh, Mark Levin in his book proposed an idea of maybe having like a, a state or, or, or a congressional override of a ruling. I'm not really sure on that, but I, I like the premise of it, and I think that's something that should be for further discussion. Dang, Ryan, you're supposed to boil it down to three. <laughs> well, but, we, No, I just went through yeah, the list, and I wasn't... Yeah, I, we, we, we have a... There's, there's more we'll get into. Yeah. Um, for me, like, my, my top three picks are... First and foremost, I think Ryan even mentioned it, ban public sector government unions. Uh, that's, that's like teachers unions and you know other public sector things where people whose salaries are paid by taxes should not unionize and then endorse politicians. But we'll get into the breakdown of why later. Uh, also, I would make election day a federal holiday, but also in return ban early voting and no excuse absentee or mail-in voting with the exception being made for 
people who are elderly, like over the age of 75, active duty military, and people with health exemptions. Would you make public transit free on that day as well? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, it, I don't know if that would factor in with a... Uh, I mean, with with would, an amendment, would, but it would definitely be a good policy to accompany it. Of that, obviously, would be a jurisdiction. Yeah, pu- public transit to to polling stations, and then probably the one that I would put at the top is make it so all congressional bills must be addressing a single issue, written in plain English, and no longer than fifty pages. No more of these two thousand page multi issue pork barrel packages written in complicated legalese that nobody who's an average person can understand. We, as we've seen with every stimulus bill, healthcare package, and everything passed in the last 10 years, they make it so long and so complicated that no average person can figure out what's in it. And that's how government corruption happens, because there's no possibility of oversight. How about you, Sean? What, I, what I, picks I, you got I, for I us? I only had two. I would reword the Second Amendment so it said the right to bear arms, and that is it. <laughs> Americans have the right to bear arms. Okay. And the second one would be banning, completely banning lobbyists, special interest groups from having any kind of uh, access to uh, lawmakers. Those are the two that I could think of. That like I would love to see. Now I love the my my favorite of the ones you got. I mean, we all agreed on term limits. Yeah, we'll get that yeah, one. we'll we'll get into the term limits in a second. But my favorite one though is the plain English, short, single issue bills. I think that's important. I think every American should be able to read every bill that comes through and do it in in. in Plain English. So, for example, that's what because this is what they do. It's a political trick. So they'll have like this two thousand word, you know, bill. It'll be like two thousand page, page, two thousand word. Yeah, excuse me, pages, and it'll be like, and one of the things is fund the military. But if you vote against it, you didn't want the military. So the reason I bring that up is Jen Psaki just pulled that same trick this week about the apparently they had some money to send to you know to you know, have more cops or whatever, but the Republicans didn't want it because it was a bloated, ridiculous bill. And, like, all of a sudden, she, oh, they just wanted to defund the cops. See, no, that's the thing. They should be able to, they, that should be a specific bill to vote on because, obviously, then the Republicans would have voted for it. You know, it's, it's, it's a political trick they use all the time, too, on top of just being ridiculous to have that long of a And that, that's why I think that would be my number one suggestion because uh, another one of the parameters we kind of tried to stay within here is something, you know, if we traveled back to 1789 at the convention. Uh, if we... 87, just to be That was the first one. I, I was, somebody would have... Oh, that's right, we're doing our second we're one. We're doing the sorry. second one, where, sorry, they, where, sorry. They, where they were doing the, the Bill of Rights. Gotcha. Sorry, my, um, in, right. in 89, the 87 was when they just drafted the original Constitution. Um, but, you know, something universally applicable from then. You know, something that, at that exact moment, would just carry on throughout history. And I think that's one of the most important ones, because the ability of the people to understand what their government has just done is really important. And like Ryan was saying, they, they pull the trick of, oh, you're, you're against the, the big headlining issue because you disagreed with one part of it, but we're going to accuse you being against all of it. And we both saw, parties do, do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah, 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 of course. We saw with the, the COVID yeah. stimulus plan specifically, where you know also one of the stimulus packages had airline fuel emission regulations and big benefits for special interest groups and 
uh, big grants to like you know Kennedy Center for Performing Arts and stuff. Like, why is any of that in there? People voted against it for that exact reason. And they're like, what? You don't want people to get COVID money? You don't want to stimulate the economy? What's wrong with you? And that's that's one of the side effects of that. And I, I have to change change the one I said when I said it would say the right to bear arms. Period. No, it would say. The right to be- Americans' rights to bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah. Period. <laughs> so I, I, let, let, let me let me. I wanted to add that little caveat mm-hmm. to mine because you know when it comes to our ability and our right to bear arms, you know the the part that seems to be the most contested is the well-regulated militia and. The problem with that is, is, is we are all militia able. So <laughs> we are the militia. We are the militia. We may not, but are we re- well regulated? That's the issue. So I would, I would, I would remove that from it. Yeah. And make sure that we could because it takes interpretation. It takes no. interpretation out of yeah. the out of the hands. And and again, this plain language, I think, is as important is very important. For, for you know any any democracy because the people don't realize what's going on. You know another one that I would do and I didn't I just thought of it. It would be a clarification amendment on the commerce clause of the Constitution because the commerce clause originally was specifically to regulate trade between states. So basically, one you know one you know couldn't tariff another state or something like that. This is free trade. You know, goods, and now it's the federal government. Is uh, Wicker v. Filburn back as a case in the 1940s? Uh, long story short, they now the federal government basically has justification to regulate anything in the economy they want to, and I I think that could be a good clarification amendment. Yeah. So the one that we didn't, or that we we've mentioned a little bit, but didn't have on our list technically was obviously congressional term limits. That's kind of a big thing that lots of people are discussing. term limits across yeah. the board. That's why I said Supreme Court, too. It's like n- nobody should have the ability to make their living for their entire life in politics. And, no, and that, that wasn't the idea. Nor, and, should they, nor should they get their salary for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that. Their health benefits, their gold-plated health benefits are just like, you know, they get these great health benefits, too. And honestly... I'm okay with that, though. I'm okay with benefits. I'm not okay with them earning $170,000 a year for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, my point was this. I was like back doing Obamacare. Remember, they wouldn't go on Obamacare themselves. They passed. Like, why wouldn't you guys go on Obamacare? Because so yeah. they had really good health. Well, when you think about it, the, the way the founders understood government was very different from the career politicians we have today, where the, the founders were businessmen, they were farmers, <coughs> they were, they, they had, they, they had, had lives and, pardon my French, but they had shit to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they had to run the country. They had to run their homes. They, they understood government in the classic sense of, you know, in, in the way, uh, the, the story from ancient Rome, where there was the guy who was, you know, a powerful general and there was a time of crisis and he was appointed to be dictator for six months like they used to do and they called him and he was plowing his field he left for six months to fix the republic then he came back went to the plow where exactly where it had been left and kept going in the field that was what the founders intended someone would go into government they would 
do their duty, they would represent the people, and they'd do it well, and, you know, they'd, they'd hang out for a while, but then eventually you would have a life outside of being a congressman. You'd have a life outside of being a president. That's how, you know, that was intended to work. So, honestly, it was probably such a no-brainer to them that, yeah, nobody's going to try to be in Congress for 45 years that they didn't even bother to mention it. And I think that was a, fa a failing on their part because we now have politicians who have been politicians for 50-plus, including the current president of the United States. Can you imagine, like, I, and I would, there would be some kind of uh, baseline sort of qualifications, but could you imagine if legislative... Uh, like any, 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 actually any elected position wasn't elected, but was appointed like jury duty. <laughs> just I get mean, a, get a thing in the in the get mail. A, get a get a thing in the mail. Congratulations, you're now the new congressman for your for district your, for, for the next four district. years. Like there would be obviously some some qualifications mm -hmm. you'd have to have, but imagine if it was that's how it was where you. Like, instead of having to run and spend money, it's just, okay. I like citizen legislature. And again, I disagree with pretty much everything she's ever said, and that's not my point I'm making. But Alex, I, people ripped on Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. She's a bartender. I go, I think that's kind of cool because she's a mm -hmm. citizen legislator at that point. Now, she'll probably try to serve forever uh, going forward. But my point is that it doesn't have to just be like Harvard Law you know, yeah, she wasn't school. a bartender. Yeah. She was, she was a bartender, but she wasn't a bartender. And was, were she that not like a, an, a, a someone who basically auditioned? I, mean, I don't know. I just, I, I no, no. no. What, I, what I mean by that is, she was tending bar mm -hmm. as a way to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. She wasn't a bartender in the classical sense of the term. Like this was mm -hmm. her job. It was or her career. It was someone who took a job. It was somebody who took a job because yeah. her political. What 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 degree do you guys share together? I, I don't even want to say that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember no, what it was. No, no, no. I'm not gonna say it. I can, well, I, I, yeah. Anyway, continuing <laughs> on. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, so she was waiting for something in that area to open up, in <laughs> which. When you look at her majors, she was going to have a job in politics. This was the ultimate. She was just like, well, I, I, I guess I'll. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, come on, an, an, an interesting. I, I, she's, not, not, she's not a common person. She's not one well, of the. Okay, people. but that doesn't change my thought on that because she was, if she was still trying. She had to make money. She had to make money, so she was. Being I mean, a an interest in economics and alcohol. Ryan, you and AOC have a lot in common. <laughs> That's another discussion. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, but kind of rounding back to the Constitution, it was the whole point of the founders, and this is a big difference between today's liberals and, or at least the far left, no, liberals, and, and the, the founders, is that they were worried, they were worried about who had the power. They wanted to decentralize power. If you look at all their amendments, and every amendment I had here decentralizes the power, so it's not so concentrated. Mm -hmm. Where Barack Obama made the famous comment of, well, I mean, in some circles it's famous, at least, that, you know, the Constitution tells us what we can't do. It doesn't tell you what you, they can do. It goes, that's, that's, yeah, dude, that's the point. See, that's the, that's the way a liberal thinks. So, like, why is it? Why can't it tell me I can regulate this or I can tax these people, the rich, or something? Like, it doesn't say that. It's a, it's a different, you know, it's a different thing. So, and the, the, the Constitution and like is a contract telling the government what they can't take away from the people. That was the concept of God-given rights that they, you know, secured early on. Uh... It wasn't, here's what you're being given with the Constitution. The Constitution was a list of, hey, here's everything the government can't touch. 
because these are your rights given to you by nature of your very existence because that's the way it should be. Right, their job is to protect yeah. that. As and, a, yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, if, if, that's, if their job is to protect the Constitution, they've, over the last 30 years, they have done a piss-poor job of it. It has gotten worse and worse and worse. It is no longer about the American people. Like, like what they do up there in D.C. is no longer about the American people. It's about jockeying for it's 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 jockeying for position to stay in power and to and the way you stay in power up there is through connections and through through fundraising fundraising and and, and you know it's like it's it's no longer about the American people and it, it is That's term limits are yeah. fresh, fresh, I'll tell you who 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 will who it is about freshman lawmakers you know, for that first six year, six months to a year, that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. But sh- slowly but surely, there was a study, they become a part of that machine. There was a study. I forgot. I don't. I don't want to miscite it. But that, I, I, there was a study that I read that people that run as fiscal conservatives actually the first two, you know, two terms or something, they actually are pretty very, fairly fiscally conservative. But the longer they're in D.C. The more the less fiscally restraint they get, they've actually done a whole study on that, and again, that's another reason for term. So they get to like term four or five, then they're all of a sudden they're just another big spender in these. Well, it could because the money becomes arbitrary mm-hmm. to them. They, they've you been know, after, they've been at the high level for so long that yeah. like the money doesn't mean anything, and <clears throat> most of them are completely out of touch with all the people who elected them in the first place. But now imagine if you know they were in the legislature and they knew from day one. Okay, this is the end date, like the longest possible amount of time I could be here. And honestly, I think uh, eight years in Congress would probably be about as good as you needed to be. That's, yeah, that's, well, we, we that's four move, elections. Or, or then, instead of doing four elections, we can move it up to four years for, mm-hmm. for a term for yeah. Congress. Many states either either term, way. Michigan did. They, uh, they, about ten mm-hmm. years ago, they put them in so they could serve... Uh, three terms in the House and then two terms in the Senate. So that's always what they'll do. They'll go to the Senate. Yeah, my, to that my, my proposal would have been, you know, you get eight years in Congress, then you're allowed to go to the Senate for another eight. Yeah. And then after that, you're done in the legislative branch, but you're not prohibited from running f- for president. A, a president or local government or whatever. You just can't be can't in the right. federal legislature for more than 16 years. Because 16 years is a long time for someone to hold a position like that. Now, so of of the <clears throat> of the amendments that we mentioned here today, which of them do you think would make the founding fathers go, why would we need that? What what of what about them would do you think is more a modern problem than than it is than something they would have been able to foresee. Well, like I said, some of these might have been, you know, universally applicable back then, uh, but the problems have just gotten worse because things thrive in gray areas. So, for example, if you had told the Founding Fathers that one day there would be 2,500-page government spending bills that you needed advanced legal degrees to even begin to understand... They would have said, you're out of your mind. Because, first of all, how do you even conceive of something being 2,500 pages when you still kind of handwrite all your important documents? Like, that's just 
yeah. insane. So this is, you know, obviously things that like, were which, confusing I, 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 for them. Yeah, I think the labor unions might have been another yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to say, so what I think, or well, the government unions, I think that the government unions and the and the one I had on term limits of the bureaucracy uh, and the, even the clarifying the executive orders, I don't think they could have ever foreseen the federal government being 2 million federal, there's 2 million federal employees, I don't know if you guys knew that. Like, they could have never foreseen the government, because they thought in the Constitution that they had pretty much made limited the, the government enough. They, I think, to me, that is the thing they would be, like, amazed at, how big the federal government's gotten. So that's that's why I think the limits on the federal bureaucracy would be one they would be like, why do we need this? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, th- I think the one I proposed on, uh, like, election day and stuff might also be a little odd to them, because first of all, Trying to inform them that there there will be a point in American history where women, black people, and uneducated people are allowed to vote. Yeah, yeah. That would have called property owners. Yeah, non-property owners yeah, who, who aren't as intelligent as the average guy in this yeah, room. Yeah, obviously if we could like, go back in time, because now yeah. it's an amendment. We'd be exactly. Like slavery being slavery. Right? Yeah. And and honestly, you know, of course, I'm sure every one of us, had were we able to time travel back, would have gotten up and said, hey, you guys have to try to ban slavery with this thing, like, now, well, cut slavery, it off. Slavery, tech, slavery the, was technically, wasn't a part yeah. of the amendment. The well, they, they, were, they were, the only thing it was, uh, they, they did they tried. the slave trade by yeah. 1808, but they, that they didn't ban slavery. It just means that the slave trade mm-hmm. had to, you know, the, yeah, they, the it new continued, of slavery yeah. had to stop the, the point I was making was, they tried. The historical record shows that there were, you know, proposals to ban slavery at both constitutional conventions and an early draft of the Declaration of Independence mentions slavery as one of the They're evils the of the British Empire. They blame the king for it. But there were just a few people in every moment who objected because, you know, they were, you know, in the areas where slavery was essential. Well, I think it's important so. to talk about the three-fifths clause because that's what they always go, the three-fifths mm-hmm. of a person. And it's awful. It's terrible that it had to come to that. But you got to look at the political realities at the time is that the states would the southern states would have never approved the Constitution. And if they did, because they had all the, remember at the time, southern states had the population. Like the Virginia was the big state back then. There was they had a lot of, and the southern states had the population. So if they were to count for representation purposes, each slave is a person, then they would have had overran the North. And slavery, who knows how long slavery would exist. It would have been expanded to the entire country instead of just a kind of just relegated more. I mean, there was no slaves, but mostly just regulated to the South. So it's important to understand why there was a three-fifths compromise. Obviously, it should never come to that, but it would have been way worse if there wasn't. And I don't think a lot of people understand the political dynamics of why there was that at the time. It wasn't saying each slave is only worth three-fifths of a person. It was an effort to counter the southern states wanting to count each slave as one person for population without actually letting them vote, uh, because then they would have used that to prop up slavery. It was actually a compromise, exactly, to try to stop the spread of slavery. But, you know, obviously... These were things that were tried at these conventions. There were uh, abolitionists and people who did not support that there. It wasn't just a room of old racists, even though, you know, many of them well, would have would have well, been racist by today's it was standards. Yeah, I mean, we're, like, we're, we're, we're getting off topic here. Yeah. We gotta bring yeah. it to mm-hmm. a close. Well, no, it's all about the Constitution. No, 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 no. But, but yeah. what, I, what I mean by off topic is this is a topic that we could discuss yeah. a whole new podcast. Yeah, because yeah. th- this is something that well, I just felt it was worth mentioning because 
it's obviously one of the biggest flaws in the Constitution, but it's not something that they were unaware of that day when they were in the room. Yeah. Th these, this was an issue they worked on. But basically, what this all means, there's room for improvement in the Constitution, and unfortunately we don't have a time machine, but if any of our modern government officials want to pay attention to this podcast and yeah, take some hints... Maybe get that Convention of States project involved here. Oh, I didn't even mention that. That'd be That's great. That's another podcast I'd love to talk about. But, well, yeah, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We're up against time. We're up against the clock. Yeah, we have so much to move on talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for watching. Thank, hopefully you liked what you heard. More importantly, thank, hopefully you uh, agreed with what you heard. If you did, do all that stuff we asked you to in the beginning. Become a member of Freedom Wire. Uh, like, share, all that stuff, and uh, we'll... We'll uh, see you guys next yeah, time. Yeah, let us know what amendment mm -hmm. you like. Yeah, yeah. Comment below. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, leave us your comments. Check back at the, the top of the episode for the, the parameters and everything because we want to hear from you guys. We read all your comments and everything. Uh, don't forget, we're also on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts nowadays. Uh, go over there, subscribe to us at the Freedom Wire Podcast. Take us with you on the go. Our article links and other videos down in the description. Check all that out. Subscribe, comment, do all the stuff Sean said. And happy 4th, everyone. Okay, bye. Remember what makes this country great. Yes. Right, bye. <laughs> happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. God bless every single one of you. And remember, stay free, America.